Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also ask us to play on your smart speaker during the show. Just ask to play WILK News Radio. I'm not going to say your speaker's name because all your speakers will go off if you have them. Or you can get us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 22 degrees and cloudy now. At 5.09 on this Tuesday, January 16th, 2024, the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. I got a text message in. Rob, surprise, I disagree. Being pro-Palestinian doesn't make you anti-Israel. I'm anti-Hamas. Those words are not interchangeable. Um, oh, I was talking about the group who was protesting a cancer hospital in Upper East Side of New York City, as well as the restaurants that cater to the clientele of that hospital, of both McDonald's and a Starbucks. So, yes, I believe they're intertwined when it comes to a group like that, that for some reason believes a cancer hospital needs to be targeted for whatever reason. Uh, so, yep. It says you insinuated those terms are the same. They are not. I don't want to see Israelis or Palestinians die. That doesn't make me pro-Hamas. Um, you know, death is bad on both sides. This group could care less about that. This group just wants to terrorize people. That's why they're protesting a cancer hospital and the restaurants that serve the people there. Um, how else do you explain that? How else do you explain them targeting Jewish doctors um, at a cancer hospital that are not treating either side in the Middle East. They're here in America. Um, so, yeah, I was speaking about that group, and I don't differentiate, and I stick with what I originally said when it came, comes to that group in the Upper East Side of Manhattan protesting a cancer hospital and preventing business at a McDonald's and a Starbucks. I don't see what geopolitical... Um, results they're looking to gain from that except to harass Jewish doctors and cancer patients because in their manipulated way that brings um, awareness to their cause. Um, yes, because protesting kids and family members of cancer patients are uh, a way to bring awareness to your cause. So, yes, I did insinuate that for that group there's no differentiating for me. Um, but if you want to be angry about something, I'm sure this will get you riled up, but it's just the news. Trump easily wins the Iowa caucus in a historic landslide, urges unity to straighten out the party. Um, he won, I believe the final was about 50, 51.1%. Governor Ron DeSantis won 21.2% and former South Carolina governor won 19.1%. Vivek Ramaswamy won 7.7%. Uh, late last night, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, stopped his campaign, said he would be supporting Donald Trump, and I just saw on the news here that he will be at a Trump event in New Hampshire. So Vivek Ramaswamy will be with Donald Trump at his New Hampshire event. Uh, I do have issues with all the media organizations, as far as calling the Iowa caucus last night, I believe 5% of the vote was in. 
when almost every major news outlet, including Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, uh, The Time, New York Times, The Associated Press, and The Washington Post, all called the Iowa caucus for Donald Trump as the winner. 5% of the vote, regardless of how much you get in there, you just can't have that. I'm sorry, when it's whatever it was there, 3 degrees, 4 degrees, 8 degrees, you're hearing on the news that Donald Trump already won. You're bundling up to go for your vote or whatever you're doing. It's election manipulation. It's, it's, and it, again, this was for Donald Trump. I don't care. The mainstream media needs to stay in their lane and let these things happen. Let the counts happen. Let the caucuses happen. I understand everybody wants to be first. Everybody wants to do this. And there was a lot of manipulation like this going on. You had a CNN and MSNBC refuse to air Donald Trump speaking after winning because they said they did not want to portray his propaganda. I don't it's not your choice. Either you're a media organization or you you're not. You're going to cover the news or you're not. That's also manipulating and this is why we have such turmoil when it comes to these things. You know they keep talking about uh, you know Joy Reid for 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 all that matter. And and I called her out also, said uh, that the reason Joy Reid Amacy is complaining because there are too many white Christians in Iowa. That's why, it won, uh, that's why Donald Trump won. And she called racist against the brown woman, uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, Joy Reid, I'm sorry, is nothing more than a racist. It's all she'll ever be. It's all she'll ever be remembered as. But... You want to know what's good? They're trying to come up with reasons what created a Donald Trump. You know what created a Donald Trump? Uh, Barack Obama administration. And you have the same people running a Joe Biden administration. And then you had the fear of a uh, Hillary Clinton administration. That's what brought you Donald Trump. What's bringing you Donald Trump again? Yes, his ego mostly. And the fact that you have a Biden administration that's the worst ratings out of any presidency there's been they can say all they want that how good it's doing how good the economy's doing how great things are how come he's got the lowest uh, pr approval rating since jimmy carter um you have more and more people people of color hispanics uh saying they're gonna vote for donald trump because of what because why because of a Joe Biden administration, you have the same people pulling the strings. You have their sarcastic attitude with the press conferences day in and day out, telling the people they're not seeing what they're seeing, calling them stupid for, no, for, 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 for the most part. At this point, Donald Trump is the front runner for the Republican Party. Uh, looking at some of the experts and some of the polling people out there, there is no... Um, way at this point for anyone else to do that now we see vivek ramaswamy out and he's going to go towards that nikki haley is pulling more of the anti-donald trump vote than anything else she's not pulling the conservative vote she's pulling an anti-donald trump vote what happens between her and ron DeSantis now we'll have to see the last i heard nikki haley will not be debating ron DeSantis unless donald trump appears and shows up for that debate so what happens at the New Hampshire debate? What happens in New Hampshire? It's going to be interesting to see. But the 77-year-old Donald Trump recorded the biggest margin of victory in modern history 
of the Iowa GOP caucus, dating back to 1976. He became the first Republican candidate to get more than 50% support in a contested caucus. Now, in 2020, he ran unopposed in Hawaii, in, in Iowa, in Hawaii, in Iowa. The former president won or led 98 of the Hawkeye State's 99 counties as of midnight Tuesday, with only Johnson County, the home of the University of Iowa and Iowa City, narrowly denying him a clean sweep, barely going for Nikki Haley. He changed his tune as well during his speech where he won the caucus. He said, I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having you know, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. Uh, a notable low-key Trump said in his victory speech in Des Moines, Iowa, I think they both actually did very well. I do. I think both did very well. The 45th president then paid tribute to his late mother-in-law, who died on January 9th, saying uh, she was up there, way up there. She's looking down. And she's so proud of us and made a call for unity among, among Americans. So I think uh, it's time now for everybody in our country to come together. We want to come together, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative, said Trump. One of the most polarizing politicians in U.S. history. It would be so nice if we can come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all the death and destruction that we're witnessing. Uh, he also thanked uh, Ramaswamy, uh, who, again, shortly after endorsed Trump and ceased his campaign for moving on. And like I said, we just saw that he will be, Vivek Ramaswamy, will be with Donald Trump at his New Hampshire events. It's very early. There's a lot of unknowns. Uh, we're seeing the moves in the trials. We're seeing issues come up in the trials with this Georgia case where you have the attorney supposedly having some sort of relationship with someone she hired. And it was brought up today that, you know, a Supreme Court justice makes $179,000 a year, but that special prosecutor hired by Fannie Willis is making $650,000 a year. So it's uh, incredible that that's going on. Where this goes, no one really knows. You have a Joe Biden. You have a big unknown there. He is not liked. Even the Obama administration and those handlers are saying they're not happy with the way things are going with the, with the candidacy. You have the lowest approval ratings of any sitting president, surpassing Jimmy Carter, which is not good. What happens? Who's on the bench? Do they wait for the, the Democratic caucus to where they pull something there, where they just nominate someone out of the blue to take that spot? There is no bench. There's no one else. So that's the only way at this point something could happen. So a lot of people want to talk about the what ifs in regards to a Donald Trump campaign as far as his legal troubles. There are just as many what ifs with Joe Biden's competency and the issues with his health that are visible to anyone who's looking anyone who wants to say that he's the 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 ideal fit individual it, come on come on and it appears we are gonna have this redo of 2020 with a biden trump election now where that goes i don't know and what happens to america 
as far as that process goes, I also don't know. And those unknowns literally scare the hell out of me. What happens at this point? Who tries to do what? Where we go from here? Um, you know, we're seeing some uncharted waters as far as these trials go, as far as this this thing out of left field that just happened with this Fannie Willis and this, uh, this uh, individual that she's supposedly having a relationship with. Um, and her, of course, going to it's a racist issue. I, you know, I think America is getting sick and tired of this constant it's got to be a racism issue when you know it's 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 just incredible uh when you do something wrong when you do something below par it should be looked into it should be checked on just like once there were grand juries that indicted even though these charges have never been done before in that manner in the New York case, let it work its process. Have faith in the justice system. There are appeals. There are appeals after that. Where we go, it's unknown at this point. But um, these are both older gentlemen. They both have their issues, regardless if you want to look at it that way or not. The legal issues on one side and the health and competency issues on the other are the same as far as I'm concerned. And they're both just as dangerous for America, some even more so than others on both sides. But we'll have to see where this goes. New Hampshire's going to be interesting. And then after that, um, you know, what, 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 as we move forward, who's the next in the GOP to go out? Does Nikki Haley go out? Does she get promised uh, a position? Does Ron DeSantis go out? They've made it very clear that Ron DeSantis supporters or Ron DeSantis himself are not welcome anywhere near the Trump campaign. Uh, that's a problem moving forward if they want to move forward together. And uh, you know, some of the things that were said after the the Iowa caucus by Donald Trump himself, let's see if he follows through on some of those things. Uh, but we have a lot more things more relevant right now, like a debt ceiling that we hit this Friday? Does this continued issue as far as military actions across the world, not only by us, but people we are supporting, our own ships, our own government, and the financial status of America is anomalies that we we can't account for at this time because they are so up in the air. It's uh, 523 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. How are we doing, Nikki? Well, it's a little iffy out there, let's just say. This Penteladata Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by Bailey's Cafe in Dalton. Open for breakfast and lunch until 2.30, Wednesday through Saturday. Accident 81 northbound around Waverly. That is starting to back things up just a little bit. We had an accident 81 southbound before the Glenwood Lennoxville exit that they're cleaning up as well. Some heavy traffic in spots. Just use caution. And we still have the restrictions in place on 81 uh, and 83, 84, 76 to PA Turnpike and 84. Commercial vehicles restricted to right lane and speed limits are down to 45 miles per hour. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, clearing cold, low 15. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high 23. 
Thursday, mostly cloudy, a few snow showers developing, temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. Friday, mainly cloudy, snow showers, light accumulation, temperatures again in the mid to upper 20s. It's currently 22 degrees and cloudy now at 524 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. On this Tuesday, January 16th, 2024, 22 degrees and cloudy at 527. Uh, so we were talking about Trump's uh, historic win in Iowa, the most ever in the history, where a candidate that was opposed won more than 50% of the vote. And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy drops out of the race. So what's next for Haley DeSantis after Iowa? Looking to... Uh, through it now. Trump 77 was projected to win the race by the Associated Press just 30 minutes after caucus goers entered location and cast their ballots. Uh, the ex-president was followed by DeSantis and a distant at a distant second and then Haley in third place. Uh, the people of Iowa sent a clear message tonight. Donald Trump will be the next Republican nominee for president. It's now time to make the next president of the United States. Make America Great Again spokesman Alex Pfeiffer said in a statement. Joe Biden's team just announced a massive war chest. Every dollar spent by President Trump primary losers is a dollar that could be fighting Joe Biden. Once the D.C. rhinos are finished crying in their cocktails over tonight's results, it's time for Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy to face reality and stop wasting time and resources. Obviously, Vivek Ramaswamy heard that. And being the first out, is he setting himself up for a possible cabinet position within the Trump administration? Most likely, a lot of people thought that he was, you know, never really talked ill about Donald Trump. And until recently, Donald Trump never really talked ill about him. So that could have been uh, an issue. But apart from Ramaswamy, no other candidates were planning to drop out of the early Tuesday, hoping that polling in other primary states or at least one of Trump's criminal indictments could complicate his path to the Republican presidential nomination. As realistic as that is, that is not a campaign strategy, a hope that a criminal case uh, comes through. Uh, first of all, it's just not bad optics. Second of all, it's just not bad strategy. It's, it's just not good strategy as a campaign. But they are correct. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the, the Biden-Harris campaign, raised record amounts of money this past month. Candidates will vie for New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina in the coming weeks before heading to Michigan, Missouri, North Dakota, late February and early March. Now, South Carolina will be uh, a key there because that's Nikki Haley's home state. If she does not win that, does that send a clear message? If, if Donald Trump wins South Carolina over Nikki Haley, is that the nail in the coffin for her campaign? We'll have to see. New Hampshire, I think, is going to be a toss-up. Nevada. Uh, but South Carolina, I think, as far as her staying in the race, will maybe the, the, the pass or fail. DeSantis reassured his supporters in Des Moines that he was in for the long haul despite having largely ignored campaign events in the first in the nation primary state of New Hampshire. The far Florida governor was scheduled to appear Tuesday morning in South Carolina where he'll try to overhaul both Haley and Trump and achieve an unlikely victory. Haley has outperformed DeSantis among Granite State voters and has even come within single digits of the 45th president in some polls. That's the key there. So does Nikki Haley come close in 
New Hampshire. That's going to be the things to watch. So you have New Hampshire. Does Nikki Haley squeak past a Donald Trump? And you have South Carolina coming up in the next couple of weeks, which may be the, the pass or fail for Nikki Haley as far as moving forwards. But as far as legal troubles, as far as raising money, you have to focus on what you're able to do. As of right now, Donald Trump's the only one who legitimately has a slot unless something extraordinary happens. It's 531 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 22 degrees and cloudy outside at 537. I'm just seeing that Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system just intercepted a cluster of rockets fired from Gaza uh, as we speak now. It is daytime there. There is video on it. There's reporting on it. It looks like multiple rockets were fired. It, uh, I'm seeing at least a dozen intercepts by the Iron Dome missile defense system. So it's still ongoing. Uh, you know, as people want to march around here and talk about ceasefire, um, Gaza and Hamas is still lobbing rockets indiscriminately into Israel. So uh, can't have one without the other, I'm, I'm assuming. Let's go to something that's kind of local and kind of out of our atmosphere. Uh, the U.S. company's lunar lander will burn up in Earth's atmosphere after its failed moonshot. U.S. company's lunar lander will soon burn up in Earth's atmosphere. A Astrobotic technology said its lander is now headed back towards Earth from the vicinity of the moon. Company officials expect the mission to end Thursday. Astrobotic is working with NASA to track the lander's path and said it should pose no safety risk during its fiery reentry. The land lander named Peregrine rocketed from Cape Canaro last Monday. It quickly developed a fuel leak that forced the Astrobotic to abandon its attempt to make the first U.S. lunar landing in more than 50 years. The company suspects a stuck valve caused uh, the tank to rupture. Astrobotic said it has consulted with the NASA and other government officials how best to end the mission. The company said it does not want to endanger satellites around Earth or create a hazard for future spacecraft flying the moon. It was difficult decision, the company said in an online update Sunday. By responsibly ending Peregrine's mission, we're doing our part to preserve the future of space exploration. NASA paid more than $100 million to fly experiments on the Peregrine lander. It's part of the space agency's bid to commercialize lunar deliveries by private businesses while the government works to get astronauts back to the moon. The lander also carried a rover from Carnegie Mellon University's and other privately sponsored research, as well as the ashes and DNA from about 70 people, including Star Trek creator Jen Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry, and science fiction author Arthur C. Clarke. Another U.S. company, Intuitive Machines, is up next with its own lunar lander due to launch next month. So uh, keep your eye to the horizons on Thursday. Hopefully we get an update uh, where and when, uh, because it's expected to be a fiery reentry, as per this article here in the Associated Press Science. But the company, this is a company based out in uh, western Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh, Astrobotic Technology, uh, who was touted 
and these things happen. Uh, it's amazing. It's not amazing. I mean, it's, it's very common, but to see a, a stuck valve cause the rupture of this tank and this entire multi-million dollar endeavor to just fail. That's what happens. And uh, again, there's another company up next, next month, to, uh, to see where we go there. Uh, it appears that Nikki Haley has made it to the Mount Washington Hotel in New Hampshire, but there's whiteout conditions there as she arrives. So uh, candidates are arriving in New Hampshire. I know that Donald Trump, after he left Iowa, stopped off in New York. Don't know if he was staying or he headed up to Iowa. And Ron DeSantis was supposed to go to South Carolina for an event and then head to New Hampshire. So we have that as well up there that's going on. I'm just looking more on this lunar lander. It doesn't say any update as far as that. But after they consult with NASA... They will uh, they will update, but the schedule now for the reentry is considered Thursday. It's uh, five forty two here at WILK. Time for the weather. Here's the Storm Tracker sixteen forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron tonight. Clearing and cold, low fifteen. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high twenty three. Thursday, mainly cloudy, few snow showers developing, temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. Friday, mainly cloudy, snow showers, light accumulations, temperatures again in the mid to upper 20s. It's currently 21 degrees and cloudy now at 542 at your official weather station, WILK. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. A multi-vehicle crash, 81 northbound between exit 197 Waverly and 199 East Benton Scott lanes, all lanes are closed. 81 northbound closed above Waverly. That is the only accident I believe we have in at the moment. You want to use caution out there. And there are still restrictions on our roadways. 45 mile an hour speed limit as well as commercial vehicles limited to the right lane. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, again, be careful up there on 81 northbound, especially because it's where I need to go in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. It's 547 here in the studio, 21 degrees. Um, I saw this story. Pennsylvania's sex trafficking problem is uh, very much misunderstood. And this is coming from the center square. Few understand the complexity and scope of sex trafficking in Pennsylvania, experts say, making it harder to combat the issues at a legislative level. The issue arose during a Senate Majority Policy Committee recent public hearing in Pittsburgh to keep in keeping with Human Trafficking Awareness Month. While experts and law enforcement professionals were happy to have the spotlight shown on a little understood issue pervading the state, the hearing demonstrated the need to align language priorities and interests around the topic. 
The committee heard testimony from experts ranging from law enforcement professionals to those working in outreach, education, and victim services who emphasized that widespread and homegrown nature of the crime. These crimes are not what you see in Hollywood, said Michael Kelly Walsh, executive deputy attorney for the state's attorney's office. Testifiers said that most victims are from communities where they're trafficked, often vulnerable young women experiencing personal hardships like drug addiction and homelessness. Predators use these vulnerabilities to draw them in, offering opportunities before trapping them in a life of slavery. The issue sits at the intersection of several problems pressing the state, including a crisis with mental health, homelessness, and drug addiction. Human trafficking is on the rise in large part because the sale can be replicated over and over once the victim has been enslaved. It's hard to identify those victims of human trafficking and hard to prosecute, said Kathy Buckley, director of the PA Office of Victim Services. Many who have been trafficked as children are not aware that they are a victim of a crime, while many adults don't want to self-identify. Senator Chris Doche of Brookville noted that survivors he'd spoken to would never call a hotline. Part of the problem relates to the criminalization of sex work because the labor they're forced to do is a crime. Victims are hesitant to come forward. Many have also been charged with other offenses during their enslavement, like thefts or assaults. a retired detective in Eastern U.S. Regional Director of Zoe International noted that organizations like his are crucial in bridging the gap between enforcement and victims. As a retired detective, I can tell you that law enforcement is not always easy to work with, but from a services side, they're not speaking the same language. It's critically important that we center the needs of survivors who are really expertised at the lived experience and know what they need best, said Cindy McCoy, Director of Advocacy at Shared Hope International. Senate Republicans took the opportunity to capitalize on the political traction of the crime to meander into mentions of the southern border. Jeffrey Epstein, human smuggling, Majority Leader Joe Pittman of Indiana County remind the audience that attorney generals are elected officials and the quality of law enforcement is in the hands of the voter. Pittman later attempted to draw a contrast between efforts in the United States and perceived problems abroad, asking Jordan Pine, founder and CEO of Greenlight Operation, for her reaction. When we talk about everything from our educational efforts to the safety net to the endangerment of our law enforcement, our expertise, our resources— I just can't believe that so that many others can't even comparable to what we're doing and try in this front. Pine noted that she was first made aware of the problems in the Commonwealth while working with organizations in Greece, where she was asked about trafficking crises in Carlisle in Cumberland County, underlining that much work has yet to be done that increased awareness to the problem at home. One takeaway from Paul Lukacs, executive director of the Crime Victim Center, is the need to start educating children in schools about potential dangers beginning in kindergarten. This includes teaching about safe people, safe secrets, and safe touching. 
topics under scrutiny from uh, a lot of organizations who are currently working locally and federally to censor um, the mention of sexuality in the classroom. What we've seen here locally, as far as from the organizations that I've spoke to across the state, is the individuals, a lot of times young girls, young women that are brought into this are offered that dependency of shelter, home housing, drug use, the drugs that they use, um, the threat of arrest by their captors, by their handlers that make them truly believe that what they've done is illegal and if anyone finds out, they're going to spend a lot of time and most of their li adult life in jail. So they need their enslaver, their captor, their pimp, whatever you want to call these people, to protect them from the law and give them a genuine fear of law enforcement, of advocacy groups, of stuff that's going on there. And like this research states, a lot of it is local. You're getting young girls who, for whatever reason, don't have family to depend on, have been ostracized by their family and moved to different areas, or stay in the same area and been ostracized by their family, find someone that gives them a false sense of security, who then systematically and very strategically enslaves them by more than one means. Like I said, a dependency on housing, a dependency on drugs, um, fear of prosecution, fear of law enforcement, fear that if you try to get out of this lifestyle, you'll be nothing. Um, it's not unsimilar to uh, a violent relationship, to uh, abusive relationship. It's very much not unsimilar to that at all if you've investigated the two side by side. It's the same tactics. It's the same suppressive um, lifestyle, the demeanor, to hold them captive, to keep them in line, to keep them as your source of making money, this human trafficking, sex trafficking, you know, however it goes with that type of thing. And because of the economy, because of our housing crisis, because of the influx of fentanyl and drugs, this has increased dramatically, including here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So I talk about it often, about having conversations with your kids, making sure they're aware of these situations, making sure if there's anything going on in their life that you're one of the go-tos that, listen, I may be angry, but I'm not going to be mad at you. We're going to work through it. We will decide. You are my child. I'm your parent. I love you first and foremost. We can work through anything that happens. And make sure that they understand that. Make sure they understand that your anger is temporary, um, but your love is forever. And that's the resource that vulnerable kids need, vulnerable young adults need, that they have that support structure so they're not depending on a predator to manipulate them, that abusive relationship to make them think that without them, they don't have housing. Without them, they don't get their drugs. Without them, they don't have protection from the police who want to arrest them and spend the rest of their lives in jail. These are how these things happen. I'm glad to see on a multi-spectrum of all these organizations coming together in the state. When you go to our rest areas now, if you've ever traveled up and down 81, the Turnpike or other areas, you go to the rest areas, you see signs about sex trafficking, about human trafficking. 
It is very real. It's very real here. And it's not someone being brought across the border and just transported through Pennsylvania. Like this study states, these are homegrown here. Young adults, young kids in our community who are being preyed upon by these these monsters who only want to use them for as much money as they can make from them, and then they could care less what happens to them. It's 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. 21 degrees and cloudy. Listen, if you can avoid 81 North, please avoid it. The road is shut down now at exit 199, the Scott Township Road. Um, there looks like they're diverting traffic at exit 197 off the highway. Northbound is closed at this time. Uh, and I would say a prayer because the, the accident does not look good. Multi-vehicles are involved up there for our friends and neighbors who use that area. Matter of fact, I just checked on my wife because she just uh, was there not too long ago and said uh, there was nothing there when she went by. But she's home now safe, and that's a good thing. Um, tomorrow... For lunch, I'll be a guest at the Scranton Kiwanis Club at one of our local places in Scranton. And I will see you here at 3 o'clock. God bless, be safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow.